announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Have no fear. The sports entertainers are here. I am the Hill, the Seals, the Deal, the Villain, the State, Chilling, the Anti Hero, the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R, and our tag team partner. He's the announcer of the L. Oh, see, he's a man to put the honor back in the Ring of Honor. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long Island. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Did you notice how I added a question to yeah. when he has I a like radar? Because like after because last I, week, you know, you kind of threw everything out of whack. Yeah, I like it. You know, I don't want to get steer the people the wrong way, you know. Give them the idea that I got the radar. I don't got the radar. I don't even know if I got the radar. So I think the question uh, worked out perfectly there. Okay, see, see this, this is what I do. I'm just a talk. <laughs> this is it. See, we didn't even have to rehearse that. It was just thrown in there, and boom, here we go. This is how good we are at what we do. This is where you tell people, yeah, we've been rehearsing that intro for like 35 days. Well, I tell you who <laughs> hasn't been rehearsing, Leo, and that's Vincent. Because, oh man, the, the what's been happening behind the scenes for like the last... 15, 20 minutes, it's like, yo, Lee, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not okay. No. I I, I am uh, questioning every decision I've made in my life. Hold on, wait. So so what you're trying to say is put my volumes up, you're giving yourself one of these? Yo, you're up. Congratulations. Yep. Yep. You played yourself. Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right, guys, let's get started. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's hashtag pew. Rebel time. We're not holding back. We're just getting straight to the show. The strawberry apricot is pretty good. I oh, like I, I've given you this before. No, no, I like it. It's pretty good. I know, but this is this is like old news, bro. No, I know. <sighs> Vincent, is congratulations, Vincent. you played yourself. Okay, besides the Vincent situation, how are you, Leo? We're good. I haven't been watching wrestling as much, um, but I do see some stuff on my feed. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that uh, our boy with a mask beat the Mexican-looking one. Um, I don't want to give it away. But, yeah, I like wrestling. Dale. All right. Ryan, how are you? <laughs> <I don't... laughs> that was something. Uh, yeah. I know you guys feel sorry for me. <laughs> oh, my God. Ryan, how's everything, bro? How's Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't know if it's... Today or tomorrow, but either or, it's officially WrestleMania week. So oh, that's 1,000%. Awesome. Uh, you know, heading out to L.A. on Wednesday night. So mm -hmm. uh, Look at you. Jeez, I'm excited. I don't know if you could hear all the background noise coming from my end. No, I hear nothing. Okay, good, because uh, <laughs> a lot is going on above me right now. Something's but, um, happening. 
Well, last something's story. going on. Something's it's, going uh, on. Gotcha. Nothing of my concern yet. So okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you said yet, <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing good. We're doing good. How about you? I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm doing good as well. I was telling you guys off air how for the first time in in a while, you know, my life is a little bit hectic. My, I don't have the easiest life, but uh, you know, uh, a sh- for the most for for the most part, a stress free week. Um, it was my mother's birthday. I took her out to dinner yesterday. So um, for the most part, everything is is you know stress free going into WrestleMania. Good. We'd love to hear that. And you're you're heading out for a big weekend as well too. You're not just sitting around WrestleMania oh. weekend and uh, yeah yeah yeah. You're heading up to Chicago. So man, yeah, I, I mean, listen, this is the best time of the year, man. Come on, mm-hmm. best weekend of the year by far, in my opinion, of course. Um, yeah, I'm go- I'm actually heading to uh, Chicago. Uh, WrestleMania weekend. I will be watching the WrestleMania festivities out there with uh, mm-hmm. my rest friends, Iridian and Teddy. Shout out to them. Also, good brother Sergio. But I'm actually going out there to attend C2E2. C2E2 is kind of like the equivalent of a Comic Con. It's a big mm-hmm. convention. Uh, it's like a big mixed bag of so much different things. And I like stuff like that too. And the first time I went to C2E2 was actually back um, in 2020 before the world went to shit. Yeah, see, okay, so that's what I'm a little concerned about. The last time you went to a C2E2, everything went to shit afterwards. So, I well, mean, let's let's, let, let's... let's just hope this doesn't happen, okay? I don't know. If, if it does, you'll never be able to attend a C2E2. They, they should just cancel the C2E2 thing as a whole if if, if this happens again. Just, wow. Just wow. First. What a turn of events. There you go. There's Ryan's thoughts on C2E2. That was my first thing came to, to my mind when you said that we went in 2020. I'm like, oh god, oh god. All right, let's uh let's get started with with some of the, the week that was, um, in wrestling. Let me just ask you this question. You know, since we're on the topic of WrestleMania, I do want to break down some of the matches that are happening, but that's going to be later on in, in in the show. But what's your excitement levels going into this week? You know, how you feeling? What you're looking forward to the most so far? How how you feeling right now? You know, because you you're a WrestleMania like pro, because this is what like your sixth or seventh WrestleMania in a row. Yeah, uh, this will be my seventh WrestleMania, uh, sixth in a row, and uh, seventh overall. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, you know, in, in past years, uh, you know, well, like last year, for example, going into it, I was excited for the weekend, but the cards on paper to me. Uh, didn't feel or look like a WrestleMania card. Everything seemed to be thrown together. Some of the matches we've seen before, you know, Brock and Roman in the main events, like who could care about that again? Um, and obviously it ended up delivering. I enjoyed myself a lot. WrestleMania night one last year was uh, one of the best shows I've ever been to. Uh, had so much fun. Mm-hmm. So overall, I thought it was great. But going into it this year, I love the card, man. I really do. This card really feels like a WrestleMania card, in my opinion. Um, there's big time matchups. Uh, there's a lot that I'm interested in. Um, a couple of matches have good backstories to it. And, uh, you know, overall the build hasn't been that great to WrestleMania, but, um, I can't remember the last time it has been great. So it's like, whatever, as long as the show delivers, it'll be fine. Um, but like some of the stories, like the Ray Dominic stuff, and uh, obviously the bloodline stuff with the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Usos, and then you got Roman and Cody. Yep. You know, plus you got John Cena and Austin Theory. You got Edge and Finn Balor, Hell in a Cell. Um, you know, it's there's a lot of great stuff on these two nights of WrestleMania. So I am super pumped for the shows, um, but also just to hang out in LA. You know, I got a couple of other things planned. Um, you know, good chunk of us going. It's like a group of ten of us, which makes it that much more fun all, all the time. Dope. That's really um, dope. 
Yeah, so um, I'm excited. I'll be, like, like I mentioned last week, I'll be re- attending Ring of Honor Supercard, um, NXT Stand and Deliver. Um, I'm going to the Raw after Mania as well. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff planned. So, man, I'm just, I'm always excited for, for the week that is. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really pumped. That's good, bro. I'm, I'm happy for you. I know you're going to have a great time, and <clears throat> I can't wait to see... Uh what you are able to like record and maybe who, yeah. who you end up interacting with, you know, cause you just never know when it comes to WrestleMania week. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll pay, pull a page out of your book and I'll just find myself bowling with uh, the GCW roster or some shit, like some crazy thing. I'll be walking into like a steakhouse or whatever. And I'll see like the whole gang there, you know, <laughs> eating dinner or something, you know, who knows? <laughs> you never know, especially WrestleMania weekend. It's like, that's the place to run into them. Everybody's in the same area. So definitely 1000%. All right, dude. Let's let's talk about some stuff that happened this week. Um, I want to talk about the main event from AEW Dynamite. All right, but before we get there, I think we need to start with pretty much what transpired in the beginning of the show and how it continued to the main event. Mm-hmm. So, I loved the start of the show because it felt very WCW Monday Nitro. Okay, mm-hmm. it felt like something happened. We and I mean, you you've seen it on Monday Night Raw too as well. But like, I got like a WCW Monday Nitro feel out of it, where it's like something has happened. Somebody got attacked. We don't know what's going on. Cameras are backstage, and we see the young bucks getting stretchered um, into an ambulance. Hangman looks concerned. You have Don Callis trying to you know calm down Kenny Omega, and Hangman ends up going into the ambulance. I believe with Nick Nick Jackson. So they end up pulling away. Dynamite starts. Um, and instantly, I already knew, okay, this has BCC written all over it, right? As the show progresses, we get um, Kenny Omega concerned backstage. And Don Callis, right, he kind of has like a different tone on like how he's talking to Kenny Omega. He's telling him like, no, this is great for us. You know, we're going to get back to the God of pro wrestling. You know, those kids are going to be fine. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to see him in a couple of months. Blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, he didn't. This is kind of strange. Like, why is he acting this way or whatever? Like he even like to last week, he hasn't given us like like any shady vibes at all. He's just been all about the elite. You know, he's been rocking with them. And then, you know, fast forward to this amazing main event that I do want to touch on pretty much what transpired after the main event and seeing how Don Callis is acting, I'm like, yo, there's more to this story. Something that we didn't even talk about at first. But, you know, just to, just to add this on to pretty much the, the, the events that transpired this past week with, like, you know, Don Callis of it all, I haven't been keeping up with being the elite. But apparently yeah. there's this scene, and I could be wrong here, I mean, you know, for those that are, you know, listening to us on mm-hmm. On, uh, on the podcast version of the show or watching us on YouTube, which I want you guys to subscribe to. We're revamping that page. Just give us time. Be patient because it's not going to happen oh, yeah. overnight. Did we plug it in the beginning of the show? I don't think we did. No, but I'm going to plug it now. Yeah, I forgot. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, that's our new initiative for 2023. Just give us time. I know it looks like shit now, but like, just give us time. We're going to get there. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, if you want to watch us on Facebook, keep doing that as well. But apparently, in being the elite, Don Callis exit out of their elite group chat. So they have been touching on that within the being elite, you know, show, but not everyone watches that. Like I'm like, a, I'm not a freaking wa- frequent watcher. Like I used to be religiously watching being elite. Now, if I get to it, I get to it. But yeah, just, um, 
because I really want to touch on this main event, but just like the BCC of it all, and then, you know, Moxley just beating Stu Grayson and then attacking Stu Grayson. Like, I get the vibe that Don Callis is in cahoots with, with the BCC. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like that. It definitely seems like he was behind the attack one way or another, you know, putting a BCC up to it or whatnot. And I really think, you know, you you explained your theory of Don being with, obviously, Takeshita and Takeshita turning heel and joining the BCC. Um, I think that's a real possibility. And listen, Kenny Omega doesn't need Don Callis. No. I mean, he never really needed him, to be honest with you. But at this point, it's just like, I think it's time to move on. And I think uh, Don is really going to help Takeshita get to the next level. And so I think him being full-blown like manager for him and then being a heel, obviously... I think that's the way to, to run this. And especially if they're going to do the anarchy in the arena, like we mentioned at double or nothing, um, it just makes total sense. So yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. I love the layers to the story every single week. And then, you know, when Don basically makes it seem like hangman attacked him at the end of the main event and Kenny turns around thinking that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see how they, you know, how they get to the point, like where, how they get to the end game, basically, you know, like is Kenny catch Don, uh, faking something or is he gonna find you know video surveillance of something right. going down like i'm interested i'm really intrigued to see what goes down so yeah i mean this is <clears throat> the most interesting thing going on in the show right now i mean you know the pillars four away we really haven't gotten much follow-up on that besides video packages um but right now aew as a whole um it's kind of just at where it's usually always at in between pay-per-views where it's like nothing crazy happening the cards every wednesday aren't like that interesting like aside from you know the main event i didn't really think uh the show this week was all that great um and this week's card looks like whatever too besides you know outside of like maybe one or two things um but overall this is the story to keep an eye on so yeah i'm I'm here for it yeah you know i think the reveal whenever we get to it right because there's so much time between now and double or nothing i think the reveal is going to be something very similar to you remember when MJF got exposed to the inner circle? I feel yeah. like it's going to be something similar to that where maybe Don Callis finds himself where everybody's looking at him like, yo, you're the cause of all this, right? You're the one that's been like, you know, acting shady, right? Trying to, you know, break us apart. And then maybe BCC makes a save and attacks everyone in the elite, you know? Also, yeah. I want to kind of backtrack a little bit and just remember you know how the young bucks turned heel and they reunited with with kenny omega and the good brothers at the time it's because of don Callis. don Callis got into their heads right so in this case it seems like what they're trying to the layer of the story which eventually we're going to get the reunion of the elite as a whole is that don Callis is trying to keep kenny omega away from the bucks and hangman for whatever reason right and yeah. clearly, he's not going to get that. And that's ultimately going to lead to Cal's finally turning or finally getting exposed. A la BCC comes in. Maybe he was with the BCC the whole time. The Takeshita involvement, because they're also telling that. That's another layer to the story. A low-key story, but it's also another layer. Yeah. Yeah. And, dude, Don Callis has been, like, scouting Takeshita for a long time now. So it's like, man, like, you know, again, you can say what you want about Tony's booking at times. But, man, like... In the, the long-term storytelling when it comes to AEW at times is just unbelievable. Um, if this is the direction that they had planned to go for a while now, um, you know, that eventual turn is just going to be crazy. And, 
I, like I said before, it's going to really help Takeshita get to that next level. So I think it's just a match made in heaven, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, man, this is a, a very interesting story. And it's kind of just like, why? Why does Don Callis want Kenny away from the Bucks? There hasn't really been any like anything that the Bucks have done to make Don Callis want Kenny to you know stay away. Like I, you know, I have no idea. So uh, yeah, let's see what they come up with. I'm 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 very intrigued. The only thing I could think of is, and this is just me, just fantasy booking, if you will, right? The only thing I could think of is Don Callis saying, like, listen, when you guys were trios champions, you guys were on top. The second you lose, you lost the titles, right? Now it's like you don't need the Bucks anymore. Let's get back to the God of Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. You're already a yeah. champion in New Japan. Let's start collecting titles again, et cetera, et cetera. You don't need the Bucks. You already yeah. are yeah. the man. And Kenny Omega, right, he's a great friend. He's not going to just play out the Bucks mm-hmm. or whatever and just, like, not be part of the elite. That's like his brother. So Don Cows might feel a certain type of way because that. that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Totally, 100%. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Kenny can't have a turn on the Bucks. I mean, listen, we had that little stint. Uh, I actually just saw yesterday, um, five years ago, was the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks match oh. in New Japan. Well, you were uh, there for that show, right? Yeah, yeah. Lucky. Coincidentally, I ended up being there. Um, one of the best <laughs> tag matches of I've ever seen, um, especially live. But, I mean, that was like, I don't want to go back to the Kenny and the Bucks feuding. You know, I don't really want to see them ever feuding again. I feel like they always have to be... Uh, friends uh in some way whether the heel or face or whatever so yeah man uh kenny doesn't need don anymore and uh you know here here's let's see how the story plays out one thousand percent let's talk about this main event bro i know this is your first pretty much like introduction to hijo de vikingo <clears throat> there a lot of people have opinions about this match but i was gonna say i might surprise you with my opinion okay it may uh, piss a lot of people off in the process Who no but, but listen man it's uh, this is all what this show is about just being truthful and just being honest i thought the match was fantastic uh between hijo de vikingo and kenny omega but let me get your thoughts on it the match was fine um the way make people are making it seem like they're making it seem like it's the greatest uh, TV match that they've ever seen. It's like the uh, top tier Kenny Omega match. It's one of the best dynamite matches we have ever seen. Uh, I, you know, I don't agree with any of those. Listen, I think I need to see a little bit more of Vikingo uh, to really form an opinion of him as a wrestler. Um, because this this match was was it 15 minutes and it was basically just a spot fest if mm-hmm. we're being honest um listen he's a luchador this is what they do they flip and flop him over around i get that i've seen lucha libre before um i just feel like when i watch somebody like ray phoenix for example and he's the he's the one that comes to my mind because i think he's like the best luchador in the business when he does his things it just seems so natural it just seems like it just happens out of nowhere. It doesn't seem like he's setting up for every single spot and then taking his time on the on the top rope and his opponent is waiting on the bottom just to catch him or, or something like that. That was my only critique about this match. Is like everything that Kingo did obviously incorporated some sort of flip when, you know, some of it was an unnecessary. He didn't need to flip on certain things that he did. Um, but listen, this is his style, and I'm not going to shit on it. I'm not going to shit on the if, – if, you know – this is what some people like, and I get that, and I've liked it for years too. But I like it done a certain way, and right. I just feel like there was like two moves in particular um, that he did that I just found Kenny like 
standing there and I even like was watching Kenny and he's like looking up at him, like waiting right. to catch him. Right. And it just looks bad, you know? And I don't know if that's on Kenny or if that's on Vikingo. I don't know. I mean, I understand you got to take your time to set up these spots. I don't want him to rush and pause and, you know, potentially hurt himself. I don't want that at all. But, you know, there's just a certain way that I like my wrestling done. I don't want to be able to see the setup of spots like that and a guy waiting to catch the other guy. So, uh, that was my only problem, but I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously the guy's a freak athlete. The guy can do things that not many can do in this business. Um, but like I said, there's a difference between how he, how I saw him doing it in this match and the way I see somebody like Ray Phoenix or even like, and I know he's not a luchador, but like Ricochet or like Will Ospreay. You know, they do the same flippy right. floppy shit, but they do it a certain way. 1,000%. more yep. natural, if you know what I mean. So that was my only critique about it. And again, the overreaction of like, or even like, the people that were shitting on it because it was like a lot of controversy. Oh. There was people that hated it. <laughs> Dude. And there was people that thought it was the greatest wrestling match of all time. Right. Like, it was. It was fine. Yeah. I don't think it was the greatest match of all time, and oh. also it definitely wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen either. So mm. I'm indifferent about it. Um, there was definitely this wouldn't. Let's let's be honest. This is not in my top five. No. Best dynamite matches I've ever seen. It okay? didn't even make. Listen, as much as I love the match, it didn't make my list, and I love yeah. the match. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dave Meltzer, and again. This is Dave's opinion, so I'm, you know, people that get mad over his star ratings, I always hate that because it's the man's opinion. It is what it is. He gave it five stars. My opinion, this is not a five star match. Listen. There was no, there was no, there was no psychology. There was just spot after spot, flip flop. Although it was nothing like, and that's fine. I don't mean to sound like Jim Cornette and complain about that, but how can you give a match five stars when it was just like a giant spot fest? And you know, I don't know, just. That's just my opinion on it. Listen, there's a lot of things to get annoyed by and be like, you'll fuck Melter about. Listen, his star ratings is not one of it. Okay. Exactly. It's not one of those things to be pissed off exactly. at Melter. So here, so everything you just described is valid. And I agree with you, but you see how you did it. You didn't In bury where I didn't, you didn't bury Vikingo. Yeah. You didn't bury Omega. You just said there were some spots in the match that felt a little bit too planned, right? Like I'm waiting for you to do this move. So there's a couple factors I want to throw in here and not to change your opinion on it because like I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Hey, it's fine. Like I said, everybody has their own own opinions. The so. Kingo, first of all, he went on record saying he was really, really nervous going into this match. He was getting showcased in a national TV platform, which that's never happened before. Yes, he's been on GCW. I believe a couple years ago, he was like in some of the <clears throat> impact tapings when they were taping out in Mexico, but like in a national level... This yeah, is like his first, ex- yeah, in the main event slot against one of the best wrestlers in the world. There was nerves there. He was very open about that. So I think that also played a factor where in some parts of the match, he was kind of second guessing himself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Two, I think, and this is an issue with AEW, not just with this match, but just in general. Sometimes the camera shots don't help the action in the ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, that's the thing. That's why I didn't want to blame Viking or Kenny. No, no, no. But there's nothing the wrong that you said. You said know. nothing wrong. Yeah. You were absolutely right with everything you said. I love this match. I thought even with those little things and those little critiques, right? Even for me, too. I'm like, man, I wish I would. My instant thought was like, I wish they would have shot that differently so it wouldn't look mm-hmm. this way on TV, right? Yeah, yeah. Even with all that, I still feel like Viking got a lot of exposure and he got more eyes on him, and people want to know more about Vikingo. I think this is more of a positive than a negative for Vikingo in the long run, in my opinion. But this whole 
this whole like just back and forth between the people that love this match saying it was one of the best matches that they've ever seen to the people that just say like this ain't wrestling. It's just like, you know, when from both sides, when you have this type of opinion, right, you're not moving wrestling culture forward. Listen, if you don't like it, that's fine. But don't put such a negative tone on it where you're disrespecting the talent. You're disrespecting the promotion. And all in all, you're dis disrespecting wrestling. It's like Baskin-Robbins, right? You have so many different flavors that you like and that you don't like. The same goes with wrestling. Whether there's Lucha Libre, which, whether it's deathmatch wrestling, whether it's technical wrestling, whether it's strong style. Like, there's so many different versions of wrestling that you get. People are going to like all of it. And there's some people that are not going to like, they're going to like specific ones. There, That doesn't mean that you should want people to not su succeed or be like, oh, they're a garbage wrestler or they're this, they're that. Like, it's it's unnecessary. And then you see some of the people that that's, that's coming from, where it's coming from. You're like, really? You're the one that has this take? Or you're the one that's trying to push this agenda? What's wrong with you people? You're not, and, and they're so-called wrestling fans that are saying this. You're not moving wrestling culture forward. The way you described it, the way you criticized, not Vikingo and Kenny Omega personally, but just your opinion about the match, there was nothing wrong with what you said because you were respectful about it, and that was your take. I think we could all, right, have an opinion about something without insulting each other. Yeah, what a concept, right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I Listen, mean, dude, I love, I love the saying. I forget who said it, but wrestling is a buffet. I love that. You get different things, you get different styles, and like, if you had, if you watched the same style of wrestling, I mean, that's got to get boring, right? I mean, like, no offense to like the old days and stuff when you know wrestling, you know, back in the, the Andre the Giant days and stuff like that. I mean, there was one style of wrestling mainly, and to me, that would get boring. I don't think I would enjoy professional wrestling as much as I do if there wasn't different styles. And, you know, like I said before, I, I love the athleticism and I love to watch Lucha Libre guys do the things that they can do with the flips and stuff. And it's very, it's, it's unreal. It's, you know, they're showing off what they can do in there. Um, you know, but certain times there's, there's instances like this where it's just like, maybe it is a little too much. Right. So I get, I get, you know, people not liking it, but yeah, I mean, listen, if it's not your cup of tea, just move on. I mean, it's not the end of the world. You don't have to pick it apart and be like, wow, this sucks and bury the company. I mean, listen, they're just trying to showcase a guy who, like you said, is now got so much more exposure than he did prior to this. And he's already being booked on all these different shows from what I've seen. I mean, he's just got announced for the House of Glory show, uh, which is an independent promotion in Queens. That's in June. They already announced that. I mean, it's crazy. He's already being spotlighted on Supercard next week in a big time GCW. match again. GCW. So yeah, I mean, this guy is is getting the you know the bookings now from this. So I mean, this was a job well done. This was a positive in the end. So it's like whether you loved it or you didn't like it. Again, I just said I didn't love it, but I'm also not like wow, this guy Vikingo. He does not deserve any of these bookings that he's getting. He does not deserve any success in wrestling, and he just deserves to you know find a new hobby and and profession. Like no, I'm not saying that at all. Again, he's he's out there doing his thing, and uh, you know I respect him. You know, I just felt like at certain times, like I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, the planning of the spots was just not for me. But again, this is just this is how I am. And this is how different wrestling fans critique things. So you're just always going to get that, unfortunately. 
let me tell you something. I did a post on this match, and the comment section was back oh, yeah. and forth from both sides. It's oh. it was like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous hey, how people, people are. Talking, so no, well I'm all for yeah. that. I'm all for having a conversation. But yeah. when you're like legit like beefing with each other, like you guys know each other and you want people to like like it, like the insults and all this shit is just so unnecessary. Like we don't need I mean, to be yeah, this way. We don't wrestling for God's sake, you know? It's not that serious. Can we just watch wrestling and enjoy it? Picking it apart. This ain't wrestling. No, this is wrestling. Yada yada. Like, really? Just shut the fuck up and enjoy it. Just watch wrestling. And if you're going to pick it apart every two seconds and complain about every little thing, then you know what? Just don't watch it. So Tony Khan said it before in interviews. Just watch your wrestling. That's it. Just watch your wrestling. That's it. Watch it and try to enjoy it. If you you complain about it, why are you even watching it, you know? Yeah. Speaking of um, just trolling, if you will. What you thought of this week's QT Marshall segment, QTV? <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I'm here for it. I like it. I saw that he reposted uh, your thing on Lucha Outsiders Instagram. Listen, QT Marshall, he's a he's a great guy in my book. Let me tell you, uh, man. Listen, it's become like my favorite thing now on AEW. Like it's just must watch TV. I just I just love everything about it. And yeah. and this week they were trolling Dave Meltzer, and then there's a. Um, there was uh, some people that were picking apart like the segment, right? And there was like a, they were, if you notice, they were eating like a cheese platter or like some yeah. gimmicks, right? Yeah. Apparently that was a, a shot at um some fucking, I don't want to even say his name, some douchebag that that is like a contributor for Wrestling Inc. He provides nothing to move wrestling culture forward or anything. He's a comedian. He's he has WWE in his mouth all the time, and everything a everything AEW does is just terrible in his eyes. Um, like I said, he's one of these people that does nothing to move wrestling culture forward. Yeah. So um, yeah, he threw a shot at him. There's I guess some inside joke there or whatever. But all in all, QT Marshall. Yeah, he's winning me over, man. Let me tell you with these QTV yeah. segments. Yeah, man. Like I said um, prior episodes, um, you know, whether that tweet made me, uh, you know, that he put out, that was a heartfelt tweet uh, that made me turn my eye on him or, you know, if it's these segments, I'm not really sure. But either way, QT Marshall, he's all right in my book now. So, uh, you know, I I still don't agree with him being with Powerhouse Hobbs just because I don't think Powerhouse Hobbs needs him. Right. However, um, he's killing the role that he's in right now. So. And, and it's fun. It's entertaining. And I think that's another thing that's going to be like time will tell with OQT yeah. Marshall of it all because I don't think it's hurting Powerhouse Hobbs right now. No, no, it's not hurting him. Uh, definitely not. That's a good way to look at it. So, yeah, I mean, let's see how it plays out and continues to go. And, you know, he had his first title defense on Rampage. Um, I think I think he defended the title on there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see where the reign goes and, and QT's involvement moving forward before we really, really judge. Um... So we had the guns defending their tag titles against Top Flight. I thought the match was good. But then afterwards, we had FTR come out, and they had a back and forth. And pretty much FTR was trying to throw everything at the wall to try to convince the guns to defend those tag titles. Ultimately, it came to, if we can't beat you guys for those tag titles, we're going to leave AEW. I think I think they signed new AEW contracts, and there's no way they're losing this match. I don't think they're losing this match. What's your thoughts, though? Yeah, I mean, it could go either way, but if uh, I'm putting money on the on it, I'm going to say they're going to stick around. Um, but, I mean, I love how this is playing out to where, like, nobody knows. Like, right. legit nobody knows because, you know, they've said that they've made a decision um, on what they're going to do. 
And, you know, if, if, if they are leaving, obviously, since this could be their way to write them off television. But I don't know, man. It's definitely making people second guess. Um, but I'm my heart says they're staying because I just feel like if they were leaving to go back to WWE. They, they don't have a tag division there. You know, it's still just right. the what, They really what, don't have, they still, what, nothing has right. really changed. Vince left, nah, you're Triple right. H came in, and nothing changed. So they're going to go back there for what? And they've already won both sets of tag titles. They've already done everything over there. I mean, yeah, they've done, they've won the AEW tag titles too, but they could do so much more, not just in AEW, but outside of it too, and wrestle teams that, you know, are just as good as them. So I just feel like it doesn't make sense to go back to WWE. Um, so that's why I think my, my heart says they're staying. But you never know. You remember last week how we were talking about, um, about Kenny Omega and... And you were like, listen, if I wouldn't mind going to, I wouldn't mind if he went to WWE. And I was telling you last week how, like, I don't want to see him go to WWE. So after this week and I watched the Vikingo match, I just sat there and I'm like, you know what? He can't keep having these type of matches all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? If he was to just decide, you know what? I'm just going to finish up my career in the WWE. I'm starting to like... I'm starting not to hate that idea. Um, the only way, like I would, I, I would still would love for him to stay in AEW, right? Even if it if it comes to the point where he's like, you know what, I want to wrestle like a part time schedule, right? I don't want to wrestle. I just want to do like the major shows, and that's it, right? And just take more of a backstage role. I would be okay with that if he stays with AEW. But if he decided, let's say, I want to go to WWE and just test myself just to finish my career and see if I could do something there, you know what? <sighs> I want to hate it now. I mean that's dude he cuz he can't keep having the type of matches he had with Vikingo all the time. He can't. And then and also like not even just that like what's what's he he signs another 5 year deal. I don't even know if he has 5 more years left. If he if he signs another 5 year deal let's just say with AEW. What is it for? Just like again continue having these types of matches and become AEW champ again? He's already done that. I feel like going to WWE, wrestling at WrestleMania, possibly becoming WWE champion, maybe winning the IC title there, the US title there. I mean, really, if he does that, tie, you know, tie the knot and and put the bow on it because that's an incredible career for Kenny Omega. I mean, it's still a credible, incredible career if even if he never steps foot in the WWE. But I think there's always just going to be that what if, man. How would he have been in WWE? And and I feel like he's got to be thinking about it now too. Like, hmm, like I think it's now or never, you know. Um, so I'm almost kind of like rooting for it just because I want to see it. And again, if Vince was still running the show, I'd probably feel something different. Triple H is firmly in control. He's been trying to get Kenny for years. I feel like I'd be okay with Kenny going there. I feel like his booking would be fine. Um, he's too big of a star. He's just like Cody in a sense where it's like a big star coming from AEW is coming over. Right. I don't think they're going to fumble the bag with him. Right. So I'm really intrigued at the possibility of Kenny in WWE. So whatever he does, that's cool with me. If he stays in AEW, that's fine. But yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's like, it seems like now they're kind of just feeding Kenny these one-on-one -on -one matches. Yeah, like next week he's going to fight Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Right. It's, it's almost like they're giving him everything because like... You don't he know. He could be leaving. Yeah, like you don't know. So that's that's how I take it as. So. And, and for know. the record, I'm not saying that we're not going to get bangers in WWE if Kenny Mega was to go there because we're still going to get like top quality matches. But... I just think it's going to be just toned down just enough where it's going to benefit Kenny Omega. He won't be putting as much abuse 
to his body. Because listen, like, there's gonna be, there's so many people he could work with in WWE. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, which we already seen that already before. Uh, Gunther, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. The list goes on and on. Yeah, dude, I know. I mean, there's so many fresh new people. I mean, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, dude, there's so many. Yeah, I mean, that we've never seen him face before. I think we've pretty much seen almost every combination of Kenny versus everybody in AEW that I've kind of wanted him to see, really. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a few names in there I'd love to see Kenny go in there with. But uh, for the most part, he's done almost everything there is to do in AEW. Um <laughs> And he's done obviously everything in New Japan, so it's like what? And he's won the Impact World Title, so it's like what? What else are you gonna possibly do? Like WWE right. is that last step, right? I think in terms of having a full just, just to culminate your career and and just say yeah, I legit did everything I possibly could. And and listen, this is all hypothetical too. We're not saying that he's going to WWE. Uh, no, you know no, he could he could resign know. a new AEW deal, and you know, like I said, take more of a part time role. Do more backstage stuff and then just be there for like some of the bigger shows. That could happen too, and I'll be totally fine with that also. But now I'm starting to kind of turn around on the uh, on the possible idea of him going to WWE. And even too, like you know, even if he wraps up his in ring wrestling career in WWE, I think you know, obviously AEW is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think this is the same for Cody Rhodes. I think eventually right. when they retire from wrestling, they're going to go back to AEW and work backstage because that's their baby, that's their thing, you yep. know. Nope. They helped create it. So, you know, I think uh, even if Kenny goes to WWE, it's not out of the question he's ever not going to return to AEW. But I think, you know, I don't know. I just feel like going to WWE, the thought of it is actually exciting to me. And I never thought I would really say that. You know what else is exciting? This Super Card of Honor show that you're going to be attending, bro. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to break down the whole card, but I just want to just touch on some of these bigger matches that's happening. So remember we were talking about Mark Briscoe a couple weeks ago, like, you know yeah. what? What was the what was gonna be his future? Was he gonna like be part of this ladder match? Well, I told you like something's gonna works for him, and he's gonna be challenging for the TV title against Samoa Joe. I think that match is gonna be a banger. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's um, it'd be a, quite the moment if Mark Briscoe ends up yeah. dethroning Samoa Joe too. So yeah, man, I'm 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 really intrigued by that. I thought that match really stood out to me. Um, among others but i mean that one in particular mm-hmm. was like wow like i'm excited for that yeah we we're talking about hijo de vikingo he got announced he's gonna be defending his uh triple a mega championship as a commander that's gonna be another fucking insane match and then a match that has all the potential of stealing the weekend and then is this reach for the sky ladder match we already got the all the teams announced and we were kind of right with some of our predictions especially with you and aussie open so you have the lucha brothers aussie open the kingdom um, LFI and Top Flight, bro. This match is gonna be fucking insane, dude. I know this is gonna be nuts, man. I mean, yeah, Lucha Bros in Top Flight and and LFI just in general. I mean, they're gonna be freaking unbelievable all over the place in this match. Um, God, I couldn't even, and I couldn't even like the best part of about it is I can't even predict winners because I don't know. I could see each team, each one of these teams having. Having a chance to to win here, I think. Um, I think it's gonna be top flight. I think it's their moment. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see it being top flight. I, think, I was gonna say top flight or the kingdom, mm-hmm. um, just because you know they're safe bets. They're Ring of Honor, right? You know, uh, longtime Ring of Honor guys, and uh, I don't know if you saw on social media, Mike Bennett put out a very heartfelt promo um, backstage of some indie show talking about the ladder match and how much it means to him uh, to honor Jay and stuff like that. And 
climbing the ladder is like closest he's going to get to Jay for a long time. And he, you know, and all that stuff. So I thought it was really cool. So I think either the kingdom or top flight, it's, it's going to be nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. And then the main event, you got Claudio defending the ring of honor world championship against Eddie Kingston. Another match. That I think is going to be a banger. There's so much history there. And yeah. I think this might be Eddie Kingston's moment, bro. I think he might, yeah. might finally win a world title. I think, I think this is as good of a chance as he's ever had. And, uh, you know, Claudio is a fine talent. I'm a fan of Claudio, but I think he he just doesn't really bring anything to the table in terms of Ring of Honor World Champ, in my opinion. Um, I think, yeah, give it to Eddie and see what, mm-hmm. what he's going to do. And especially with the fact that Eddie Kingston just quit, quit AEW yeah. yep. to go over to ROH. Why would he just quit in storyline to go over there for a match for the world title and to lose it? I think he could possibly win it. I really do. And what a freaking moment that's going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. If Eddie ends up winning and, and against Claudio, no less, right. a guy we have so much freaking history with, uh, man, that's going to be in a, a moment if it happens for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Supercard of Honor and listen to the whole show overall. Like you know, you have um, Wheeler Yuta and Shibata. Like the whole show yeah. overall, you know, is a great card, man. This could be one of those shows that we might just add to the list to the shows of the year. That's how that's how yeah. great the card looks. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be headlines coming out of it, for sure. I mean, this is Ring of Honor's first pay-per-view since going on to the new Honor Club and actually having TV behind it. Mm-hmm. It's not just random stuff, you know, thrown together. It's, uh, I guess, stuff that they've been building on ROH television. It's going to obviously play into the, the next coming weeks of ROH TV leading into the next pay-per-view as well. So, yeah, I expect a newsworthy show. And uh, I'm glad I decided to go, man. I'm glad I decided to put the Honor back in Ring of Honor because uh, <laughs> let's go, man. Let's go. Look at that. Look at that. What a turn of events. All right, dude. I, I'm really curious to get your thoughts on this, man. There, so there was some unfortunate stuff that, that happened this week also in the world of professional wrestling, but there was also some, sh- sh- some shenanigans, okay? And when we think about shenanigans, there's only one person I'm talking about, and that's CM Punk. <laughs> so I'm not sure how this started. Maybe you could educate me a little bit, but apparently Meltzer went on record saying something down the lines that... You know, um, there was like not a cease and desist, but there was some legal paperwork that was sent out to some party. I don't know if it was AEW, CM Punk. They weren't sure if he was gonna do business the right way, and then CM Punk just went on like a, I don't know, man. He just, I won't even call it a tirade. He just, just had a moment where he just started venting on his social media and quickly deleted it. But the thing about social media is once you put it out there. It only takes a matter of seconds for it to be all over the place, even if it gets deleted. So in in pretty much just to sum it up on what he was talking about, he was saying that AEW pretty much made him, he forced him to work hurt, right? That's why we got that little squash match back in August between Mox and, um, and CM Punk where... Mox ended up grabbing all the titles. He became the undisputed AEW World Champion. And then we got the rematch all out, which apparently, according to CM Punk, right, he was cleared by All Out because apparently he was still hurt during this squash match. And the way Mox sold this story to Punk was the Rocky Three idea, which CM Punk has been on record. This ain't new news, people, where he's never watched none of the Rocky movies. And so, a, so surprising. And me. apparently, Punk also said that Mox didn't want to lose to CM Punk, which that that's a. I'm gonna throw a red flag on that, and I'm gonna tell you why. 
And then he also called, um, I think he called Meltzer. I forgot what he called Meltzer. Well, then Jericho he, a stooge. He called Jericho a stooge. And yeah, pretty much he just lost it. You know, he just went on a, on a quick rant and then he deleted it. And then like, I think a couple hours later, he posted like a meme of, uh, I forget who, who was the quote from, but it was like, I'm too old for this shit. And then like later on in the week, he put something in his stories again about a weird Shawn Michaels story, which... I don't know. Then he quickly deleted that again. So I don't know what the hell's going on with CM Punk and social media. I really don't know. Okay. And then that same day where he was talking about the AEW of it all and called Jericho a stooge, then Jericho trolled them by putting a Matt Hardy uh, a picture of him saying delete in his story. So I, I found that hysterical. But all right, before before I give you my thoughts on why I threw the red flag on the whole Moxie of all, what's your thoughts of all this, bro? Because I think CM Punk, unless this is a work, which I at this point I I don't think it's a work. No, no. I don't think CM Punk is doing himself any favors at all. No, he keeps digging a, a bigger hole for himself. I mean, everything's finally starting to blow over, um, and then here comes the, the the shovel again. He's burying himself deeper and deeper. Um, <laughs> I was on my way home from work uh, when I was saw his story, or, or I didn't even see the story. I saw it all, all over Insta, uh, Twitter, people screen grabbing it. I don't know the context behind this. I don't know what Meltzer said. I had no idea this was even still a thing that people were talking about. I really, I, I really didn't. I had no clue. I'm, I'm reading it. I thought it was fake at first. Um, I thought know, it was fake anybody, too. Anybody can do that, but just put his Instagram handle on there and then just write something. Um, but then I started seeing it off from credible sources, and I'm like, oh wow, I guess this actually happened. Um, you know, I checked the story. It wasn't there. So when I saw it got deleted, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I understand when it's like, I understand the concept of when people are beating something like a dead horse. Right. And they keep saying things that are false. Like there's only so much that you can take and sit back and watch before you feel like you need to explain yourself. So I get that sense of it. But I just feel like the way he goes about it doesn't do himself any favors. And if he wants to come back, you would think that he would have approached this in a different light. I don't know how, but maybe you just like you can put out a quick tweet about like, hey, like without totally getting into it, whenever you're reading is false and that didn't happen. You know, again, whether people believe that or not, it's just coming from his mouth. I don't know, just he, the way he goes on record to bury the company, he makes Tony Khan look like an idiot again. He buries John Moxley, um, you know, buries Jericho. It's just like, if you ever want to be welcomed into the locker room where Jericho and Mox are the two guys there, this is just not the way to go about it. And then I think at the end of um, the story too, he said like, I will never put uh, a company above my own health. Well, which that's fine. And I understand that. Yeah, completely. But that's basically saying that's basically burying AEW in the mm -hmm. process too. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I just feel like at this point, I don't know how you bring him back. <laughs> I really don't. I, I, at one point before this, I said, okay, yeah, it's going to blow over. Especially how Dax Harwood was trying to spin this. Like, Hey, punk is eager to come back and i'm like yo right. maybe ftr could be like the bridge to try to bring them back right. try to bring him back but now it just doesn't it's like what are you doing bro it's like maybe not to maybe not as extreme right but you'll get what i'm saying by this it's like seeing punk is having like kanye west moments okay yeah. not as extreme yeah right but 
just that same tone. And it's like, listen, I'm totally fine not putting a company before, you know, over your health. I'm totally fine with that. That's I mean, clean. Yeah, especially after you almost died the right. first time. I, I'm Something totally fine to with that. Like that. But like... I just feel like after all these months, now all of a sudden you're, there's like a new layer to it and you're burying Mox, which I'm throwing a red flag on that because didn't CM Punk praise Mox at that press scrum where he was cutting yeah. the promo? Yeah. What happened all these months later? Where you just... you I'm, Where the whole thing started, the mess that you started, all right, at that press scrum, you put over Mox how great it was to work with him. Now you're spinning it to something else. So, like, which one is it? And then he's saying that, you know, Mox didn't want to lose to him. Well, Mox did lose to him eventually. So, like, then what? So Mox just changed his his tone? I, I mean, I don't really, like, I don't think Mox would turn down anything like that. Like, if it's good for business, I don't think Mox would, you know, especially, obviously, if Tony's, like, pushing it in that direction. I don't think Mox would have had a problem with it. I mean, I don't obviously, I don't know for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard to believe you know, I I was starting to come around on the possible idea of CM Punk returning, and I'm like, you know what? I th- I think this could be good for business. There's so many things you could do there. With imagine Punk and FTR being like a heel trio and feuding with the Elite or feuding with like the BCC or like there's so many things you could have done there. But now it doesn't seem that way either. And then you have like the whole Jericho's a Stooge um line out there. And listen, people can say what they want about Chris Jericho, okay? Jericho's been there from the start of AEW. Everyone that talks about Jericho and how him being a locker room leader, him stepping up the the night of brawl out, how he handled himself in the press conference, him telling Tony on the side, listen, some shit just went down. To me, that doesn't seem like a stooge. It seems like a guy that wants to move this company forward, that has best interest in the company. He Clearly, he's the one that's still there. Nobody has issues with Jericho. Come on, man. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, I mean, I know Jericho went on record saying he would never allow CM Punk back in the locker room. I think there was reports that Jericho came out and called him a cancer or something like that to his face. Um, so, I can I mean, see Jericho probably, do that because, listen, if Jericho, could, yeah, could, if Jericho could face off with Brock Lesnar, you think he's scared of fucking Punk? Come on, man. Jericho's not scared of anybody. <laughs> he's not. Um, and, you know, and, and nor should he be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Punk, you know, again, Punk's been waiting to throw a shot at him for a while. The whole thing's just so messy, man. I just, I still can't believe... We're talking about CM Punk again, and it's also in a negative light again. It just never seems like it's always, it never seems like it's something positive with him. It always seems like something negative. Oh, yeah. Again, this is just not what AEW needs. They don't need another distraction on their hands. I think the locker room is just better off without him there. So I think just should decide to just call it quits for good. There's no company he's ever going to go into ever again that he's going to, that the locker room is going to, respect him and where he's going to feel like he's welcomed in anymore i mean he's just again where is he going to go he's just burned too many bridges time and time again i think it's just time to like call it a career just find a permanent new hobby and just be done with it because listen he came back to wrestling that's what we wanted right we had a full year yeah we got a full, full year of him uh being back in wrestling he won the aew world championship he had some great matches great moments great feuds I mean, what more does he really have to prove? Let's be honest. We got what we wanted, the return. And now it's like, 
I just don't need to see it to see him anymore. I really don't. I don't need to see it anymore. We've saw everything. That's it. That's done. I mean, yeah, of course. Do I want to see Punk versus Omega? Yeah. Do I want to see the Punk and FTR versus the Elite? Yeah. I could live without seeing it at this point. If it's going to harm the company that I enjoy watching, it's not worth it. And see, Ryan painted this very nicely. But what Ryan's trying to say is for all those people for years that was chanting CM Punk and wanting him to come back and harassing him on social media, when are you going to come back, CM Punk? When are you going to come back? And when he finally came back, we got one of these. Congratulations, you played yourself. That's yeah, and listen, I'm going to go on record. I, I don't know about you. I was never one of those people that was chanting his name and was dying for him to come back. I was fine with the way things were. Seven years without him, I found new wrestlers to, um, you know, invest my money and my time into <clears throat> and everything like that. I can't tell you I missed CM Punk, really, when he was gone. I really, half the time, I didn't even think twice about him. I really didn't. I missed him that first year. When it was fresh, when he left. Oh yeah, okay. That's I fair. missed him, and then I'm talking about. I was I was never I was never one of those fans that liked when people chanted CM Punk like in a women's match or something like that. I mm-hmm. hated that. The only time I would support a CM Punk chant, and you'll get what I'm saying, is like when and listen. Now Roman's like at another level, but like when Roman was put in these positions. Yeah. Where we didn't want to see Roman Reigns or like we didn't care about the match and it was like a force fest main event and the crowd would just start chanting like most ran- like like perfect example, WrestleMania thirty four, Brock and Roman. Nobody wanted that main event, all right? right that right. that uh, that crowd was chanting everything. And and you know, long you know, if you look at the match, the match wasn't even a bad match. It's that nobody right. give a shit give it gave a shit about that match. So you got the most randomest chance during that match. You got Rusev Day, you got this match sucks. Macho Man. CM Punk. Like, you got the most... Ra- so, like, when it played into stuff like that, I didn't mind it. But when it was, like, at a random, like, women's match, something like that, yeah. that I was not for. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that for sure. Um, Okay. Let's, uh, let's, um, turn the page here, you know, with the, with the CM Punk shenanigans. So, you was right, bro. Sonata won the New Japan Cup. And let me tell you, I, I've been... I've had this conversation with Teddy because she's like a big um, uh, Los Ingobernables fan, right? The Japón. Listen, man, Sonata just fits well with these random four dudes. I've never seen this man this happy ever. I've never seen them this happy with Lij. Um, I do think he's gonna catch an L from Okada, but I think him winning the New Japan Cup it just gives him something. And like I said, I've just never seen this man this happy. So good for him, man. I'm happy for him. You imagine he actually ends up winning the world title? Oh, listen, I'm, do, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Was leave Lij to <laughs> win the world title? What a weird turn of events that would be. Listen, I'm a big Sonata fan, bro. I'm a big Sonata fan. I love him. Listen, I think you know Sonata's caught so many L's against Okada for years now. <laughs> I would give him the world title. I mean, listen, New Japan doesn't have that many interesting things going on at the moment. Uh, why not? Put the belt on Sonata. Even if you have him hold it until Dominion yeah, in June. Why not? And Okada wins it back just right before the G1. Why not give him a reign for a little bit with the belt? Give him a couple of titles. Listen, you gave the for- fucking title to Evil. Give it to Sonata. Come on. Right. Yeah, right. You gave it to Evil for, a, you know, a little bit. For what? Two, two months? A month? Mm-hmm. And then you gave it right back to Naito? 
why not, man? What do they have to lose? I agree. I think it's a possibility. I, I as much as as little New Japan as I followed recently since Wrestle Kingdom, I think it could be a possibility just on his new look, just on the new attitude from him, the new group that he's in, with the way New Japan is as a company right now. There's no real threat to Okada at the moment. You know, Jay White's gone, Osprey's injured. Why not? You know what? I don't think it's out of the question. You know what's interesting too is after he wins the New Japan Cup because I I watched the show. It was a good show. After the after he wins the match, he defeats David Finley. Right? Uh, he called out Okada, and the crowd was behind Sonata and this new stable. O- Okada yeah. walked like out there with like a heelish type look. The crowd is behind Sonata. Good. I love to see it. I mean, listen, even as much as the Japan crowd obviously respects and loves Okada, I think even they're starving for something else. And they want to see a guy like Sonata who's been grinding ever since, God, he returned in like, what, 2016, I believe he returned to New Japan. A long time ago already at this point. I mean, that was the year I got into New Japan. Um, that Wrestle Kingdom. That's when he had that mean ass mohawk. Mohawk, yeah, <laughs> right. I'll never forget. He, he came when he came in, interrupted a main event or whatever, and I remembered him because he was in Impact for a while. He was like the X Division champ, so I knew who he was. Um, and man, ever since he really hasn't gotten anything, and he's been one of my favorites to watch over the years. Listen, strap him up, man. They got nothing to lose. Strap Sonata up. I'm here for it. Yeah, man. I would love to see Sonata win. I'm a big Sonata fan. And just the fact that he just looks so happy, I don't know. It just makes me happy. Like Yeah, he, yeah. It just it's just so crazy that he just fits more with these random four dudes at LJ. I know. It's so it's I saw the pictures that he was posting with them. And again, because I haven't followed any of this. You never have you ever seen him that happy? Have you ever seen him that happy? Yeah, no, he's smiling and he's yeah. Because he 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 feels like a leader of the group now. In L I J he was just an no pun intended, just another guy. Wow, look at that. Look at no. that from Ryan. <laughs> but it's true. He was just another guy in LIJ. You know, you got a bunch of other people. He was just kind of just there, you know? Yeah. Here he feels like a leader. He feels like important, you know? You know what? You're right. When you're right, you're right, Ryan. I like it. I'm here for Sonata being world champion. Okay, um... A couple more, uh, one more thing on New Japan uh, news, and actually blends into Impact. You mentioned Osprey's hurt, unfortunately. I, I hope he makes a speedy recovery, and that's going to be a trend when we talk about a couple other things. But Tanahashi's going to take his place. Now we're going to get Tanahashi versus a speedball Mike Bailey. It's still going to be a great match, but it's unfortunate because I think a lot of people were really excited about Osprey and Mike Bailey. Yeah, I think a lot of people who bought tickets to that show were looking forward to that match specifically. So, I mean, hey. He really, there's not much complaining you could do with Tanahashi replacing him because yep. obviously that's great and that's great for Speedball. Still, one thousand percent. The match still gonna be great, but it's not what everybody expected when they bought tickets. Unfortunately, this is a trend with Osprey, man. This guy just can't stay healthy, and um, it sucks, man. He's always this is, I think, his second WrestleMania. I, I thought there was another WrestleMania weekend a couple of years ago that he had to pull out of uh, some matches for because he got injured in the New Japan Cup. Um, I think what's the Marty Skrull one where he almost broke his neck or whatever? He like landed on his neck on the outside of the ring. 2019, 2018? 2018, 2019-ish or something like mm-hmm. that. He had to pull out of some things, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, just this guy just can't stay healthy, man. And I guess his wrestling style doesn't help that. 
Uh, I mean, he's definitely toned it down, but yep. I guess, you know, he's still, there's still things where he just goes way too hard at times. And uh, it's, it's a real shame. So, so we're going to get Speedball and Tanahashi at the Impact and New Japan Multiverse United show, which is still looking like a great card. But unfortunately, when it comes to the Impact front, listen, bro, what kind of bad juju did you put on Impact, Ryan? Because, man, oh, I, what happened? Bro, Josh Alexander, dude, he oh, had a right. he had a vacant right, right. the world championship, unfortunately, due to injury. Um, he had tore his tricep, and I feel so bad for this guy because he's been one. I think he's very underrated, even though he's like one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he's been having such a great run as an Impact World Champion. He was an incredible champion, and I just feel so bad for him. But yeah. um, hoping for a speedy recovery on him. Um, I I just hope he you know he just. Everything goes well with him. You know, I know he had a successful surgery, I believe Friday, if I'm not mistaken, but it just sucks that, you know, he had a vacant the championship, man, especially on the run that he's been having. Yeah, I always hate to see that when the guy never gets a chance to actually lose the title clean. It's 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 always has to come due to relinquishing it because of injury. It's like a shame. It's like you, you don't really get to end that chapter, you know, and he's been champ now for what? Um it's over a year now, right? Or is it almost uh, it, a year? It was going to be close to a year. I believe it was like 337 days, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, he's carried the Impact flag on his back, and I agree. He's one of the most underrated wrestlers in the business right now. You just hate to see this kind of thing happen. So um, hopefully everything goes well in his recovery, and he comes back better than ever. Um, I guess they're going to crown a new Impact champ, uh, whoever that's going to be. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just such a shame that it's, uh, you know, I always hate to see things like this happen. So he was going to schedule to face um, Kushida at this uh, Impact New Japan show, WrestleMania mm-hmm. weekend. And now they haven't announced a replacement yet for Kushida, but the new Rebellion main event is going to be Kushida versus Steve Macklin, which is the number one contender for the Impact World Championship. So that's the mm-hmm. new main event going for, uh, for Rebellion. So we'll see what happens there. If my money's on Steve Macklin. I think uh, he's been... I mean, yeah, I guess he's the Impact guy, right? I mean, he's, Kushida's uh, not uh, signed to Impact, so it'd be kind of weird mm-hmm. if Kushida won the world title. But uh, I mean, then again, it's Impact, so you don't know, right? <laughs> it's Impact, and I, I mean, hey, isn't that the guy from? Isn't the Macklin the guy from the uh, Forgotten Sons? Yeah, that's the dude that the last year he's been fucking just having incredible matches. Like you know, he I won mean, like who a, the hell? Who the hell saw that coming? And now right. he he's a great worker, bro. Champion. Hey, yeah, I mean, hey, good. That's the one good thing I will say about Impact. They do this. It's like they highlight somebody who, you know, has talent, who has obviously never had the chance to showcase it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and a guy who's opened up a lot of people's eyes. And now if he becomes Impact World Champ, that's definitely going to open up people's eyes. And it's going to only benefit him, too. I mean, maybe AEW takes a look at him and stuff like that. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one good thing about Impact is, like, they have a tendency to do things like this. And um, it definitely helps the business for sure. Also, on the impact front, we're talking about like injuries. Mickey James is another um, individual that is injured. She has like some broken ribs. There's like a rib situation happening. So she couldn't wrestle, I think, this past weekend for their sacrifice show. And I think she's going to be gone for Mania Week. She, she's not going to be wrestling there. And she's saying that she'll be ready by Rebellion. But if not, if we'll see what happens there. You just never know how, you know, the body works. So she's also out with injury. And she said if by rebellion, she's not a hundred percent healthy, she will be vacating that title too. So yikes, man. Yeah. It's uh crazy times and impact right now. Unfortunately, that's the part of this business, man. Mm-hmm. It's like injuries happen. It sucks when it happens on some, 
better Impact news. The Machine Guns did uh, announce that they signed new deals with Impact Wrestling, which is good for them, man. They uh, Chris Sabian, I know he does like a lot of like he's an agent backstage or whatever. And then Alex Shelley, he went on record saying like this is his first contract that he's actually signed in the last five years. So he, I guess he's been just working like on a per appearance deal with Impact. So good for the Machine Guns that they're sticking around with Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I as long as they're still wrestling, I really don't see them going anywhere else and signing deals anywhere else. Um, you know, they're loyal to Impact, um, as they should be. You know, they have no reason not to be. And AEW barely even has a tag division now, it seems like. And uh, we know what the case is with WWE. So, yeah, I think they're content there. Mm-hmm. They're happy they could do indies and stuff like that. And who's to say they can't do AEW? I mean, we did see them yeah, for a brief period of time. Yep, yep. So, um, you know, and it, again, that's another reason why, you know, going back to the FTR thing, if they stick around AEW, maybe we can get that finally, that... Uh, Mortising Machine Guns FTR face off somewhere in AEW at some point. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good spot for them to be in. You know what's uh, so interesting, too, um, that the, you mentioned like the whole possibility of like FTR and the Motor City Machine Guns? How, like, watching Iho the Vikingo versus Kenny Omega, it's like we're seeing an AEW guy versus a triple A AAA guy. And I'm seeing all this shit. And meanwhile, when we have all these different fan bases just fighting back and forth and just saying like, oh, you know, this match sucked or like this match was too uh, like predictable or whatever it is, it's like, do you like not realize like we're seeing all of these companies work together? This is one of the biggest criticisms that WWE gets on how like they're not open to really working with like other companies. But the rest of the world in professional wrestling, they're all working together somehow, some way. Like we're going to get like a New Japan Impact show happening Mania week. You know, we have all these different talents showing up. And all these different companies, we're going to see the AAA Mega Championship, which is their world title, being defended like in a Ring of Honor show. Like, I just think that's so cool. Like, you're literally getting all these different, like, dream scenarios happening outside of the WWE, yet everybody wants to complain on, like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Why are we getting this main event? Oh, there's no story. Who gives a shit about that? Like, we're seeing all these companies just, like, working together. I think that's so fucking cool. And in the process, you're also introducing, you know, new people to new audiences, too. I mean, you know, whether you like Vikingo or not, like, you know, people have formed an opinion on this guy now. Okay? You either love him or you hate him, you know? You're either looking to seek more of his matches somewhere. You can't wait to see him wrestle again. You want AEW to sign him. Or you want this guy to retire and you never want to see him ever again. Either way, people know who Vikingo is now. He's, you know, this is kind of a way to get people behind certain guys and girls. So, I mean, that's a positive thing. Like, you kept saying... Oh, you know, you, you said it multiple times on the show. It's like you're moving the wrestling business forward, and that's the way you do it. You spotlight these talents that haven't been given a chance on a big platform. And, of course, when AEW works with a company like Impact or like AAA, obviously those talents are being spotlighted on American TV in a big way because AEW is a big company here in the U.S. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and, clear, and clearly, the dogs are not agreeing with anything you're saying right now. No, no, they're they they want they they want to get in on this. Right, let's see, let's see if I could control them. Hold on, hold on, guys. Hashtag where's Leo? Man, guy just disappears. I know he's got a lot going on in that house between the kids All right, and I'm the back. dogs. I'm back. All right, I'm back. All right. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. Let's talk about before we break down the WrestleMania card or some of the matches. I want to talk about two things. All right. One, did you hear the pop? We're talking about pops, right? Did yeah. you hear the pop when Ray Mysterio finally was like, I can't do this anymore, and hit Dominic? It was the equivalent yep. of the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens pop. 
Yeah, man, it's this long-term storytelling in both the Sami Zayn story and this Rey Mysterio story have paid off immensely because yep. that pop was worth everything, and that moment was worth oh, everything. So, so fucking I mean, good. I, not, let's give credit to Dom here too because oh, Dom, one thousand percent. He's gotten a lot of flack and criticism over the years ever since he debuted. He's not good. He's this and that. He has killed every single segment of this story, and. um I'm curious to see how the match goes. Now, I know Ray hits Dominic and he agrees to the match, but I wonder if in the match, like when the match starts, if Ray's going to be hesitant to, uh, you know, really just give Dom an ass kicking or if he's just like full blown, like as soon as the bell rings, he's just going to go at him. Like, I'm curious to see how they book this match. Um, and listen, Dom got what he wanted. So hopefully they did obviously they know they're not doing any like angle at the Hall of Fame or anything like that. He already he already got the match. Um so I don't think anybody's got to worry about that. And yeah, man, I'm here for it. This is like, I think this is the second best story behind the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens stuff that's going into WrestleMania, in my opinion. I mean, you know, the Cody Roman, obviously stuff too. Um, but I feel like it hasn't been built up as much as these two stories have. Nah, I agree with you. I think the Dominic and Ray match is like one of the most anticipated matches in WrestleMania. Because like people are yeah. so invested in this. Like you heard the pop, right? When Dominic confronted his mother and his sister and told his sister to shut up and called her stupid and then and good just, acting by the mysterio family too oh absolutely the, uh, listen and, they're and all sister, they're too. the whole mysterio family are just fucking talented individuals yeah, like i was like, ready that's important because nothing felt cringe you no know? like no everything was like felt real right i was just waiting for the mom to take Slap off him. her chancleta and just hit Dominic with it. Like, I yeah. was just waiting for that. But the fact that Ray just showed up there and finally hit Dominic. Man, that pop. I love moments like that in wrestling. When the crowd reacts to a moment. And they just like, it's just, it makes that moment even just feel more special. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it makes the months and the weeks of the lead up to this worth it. It's like you didn't waste your time watching the story unfold because it led to this moment that ended in a, you know, just a, an incredible moment and spot and pop, you know, so. It was so good. It was yeah. so good. And the camera angle was shot perfectly for this, too. We'll and they kept, the and it too. They, they, they kept replaying it, too. Yeah, they kept on replaying it. It's just yeah, like, yeah. such a great moment. It was moment. so good, man. I, I watched it. So, and even, like, the promo afterwards, you know, Ray says, I don't want to hit you, son, but you, you pushed me to, like, it was it was a great segment. It was it was just awesome. I I can't. That's what I'm saying. I love this WrestleMania card because there's so many matches mm -hmm. that I am interested in. Yeah. This being one of them. And this one, if you think about it, I mean, this just got added now. This is just only one of like so many matches I'm looking forward to. Like it's crazy. I feel like WrestleMania is gonna be like, oh my god, this match is great. Oh my god, this match is great. This match is great. Oh my god, I forgot about Ray and Dominic still. Oh my god, we got a Hell in the Cell still. Like, dude, I, there's just so many great things about this card. I'm so excited for it. So I, 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 I had, I didn't write this down. I didn't put this on my list, but this is something I've been meaning to fucking tell you on this show for the last couple of weeks. So, just looking at the, like the 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 landscape of WrestleMania. What's the most New Japan shit on this card? I want to see if you're thinking the exact same thing I'm thinking. Most New Japan shit. On this card. In terms of what? Like, in terms of like... Matches. Matches. And not like match they... quality. I'm talking about oh. like matches in general. Let's see if, you're, if you, if you know, if you picked on, picked on this. 
the showcase matches. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 When when they announced these tag matches, right? Like the we're gonna have tag team showcase matches between the men's and we're gonna, on the men's side of the tag team division, the women's side. I'm like, this has New Japan written all over it. But see, let me tell you, this is why I know a lot of people are shitting on this. This is why I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it either. I don't hate it. Yeah, like if you've watched Wrestle Kingdoms before, (laughs) if you've watched Triple Manias before, every big show like that has showcase matches. Right, right. I don't see a problem with this. Also, it gives me a moment to go grab a beer or take a piss. So why would anybody complain about this? Even if you're watching from home, you can go to the bathroom, you can go restock up on snacks. Why would anybody complain about something Mm -hmm. like this? Like, we needed this because, like I said, there's so many great things on this card. I'm not going to want to pee in between a Hell in a Cell. I'm going to have to go quick because it's going to go right into Hell in a Cell from, like, I don't know, into Ray Dominic, into, you know, there's so much good stuff on here. So I think we need a breather to just kind of, like, you know, unwind a little bit. I don't hate these matches at all, and it gets these people on the card because I know everybody doesn't deserve to always be on the wrestling right, right, card. Right, right, right. But there are some people that do, and it's good for somebody like a Shotzi, who probably who's never been on WrestleMania before and probably will never be in a big-time spot on a WrestleMania card. The Viking Raiders, who have been in the company for a while now, This is the first WrestleMania, WrestleMania, I believe. Spot. Yeah, I believe this is the first cool WrestleMania. cool to see them get that payday. So I don't hate, I don't hate these showcase matches, but... Yes, I thought of New Japan immediately, 100%. <laughs> Has New Japan written all over it. I love yeah. the fact that you thought the same thing I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I do want to get some of your predictions on this match, especially because you're going to be there. But one last thing. The Roman Reigns-Cody Rhodes segment from Monday Night Raw. Ugh. Dude, man. My God. I love this segment so much. It's from both aspects. From what Roman said to yeah, Cody, yeah. and then Cody's response to it. I just loved it, bro. Roman Reigns saying, like, you started your own company, and you couldn't get over there. Like, I, j- I just great. loved it. And then Cody's response saying, like, what's a man without his family when you lose these titles and Jay leaves you? Jimmy leaves you. And then he goes at Solo that's been grilling him throughout the whole segment and he's like, I see you've been grilling me. Like, he just goes at Solo, yeah, too. Yeah. And then he calls at Paul Heyman. He's like, what happens to Heyman? Oh, he'll just become an advocate again. I just loved oh. everything about this what's, segment. Go. What's a chief without a tribe? Oh, what's my a God. Roman without a rank. Dude, like, man, Cody is just <laughs> on the microphone, man. He's unbelievable. Uh, the things he comes up with, the things he says. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Roman stuff was fantastic as well. So this is, I think this is what the, this feud needed, this story needed. They needed to say the things that they said here. I don't know what more there is to say at this point. I know they're going to have another back and forth, face-to-face on SmackDown from Los Angeles next week, the, the final, you know, final face-off. I don't really know what more can be said because I feel like this right here, and, and the one they did on SmackDown was fine. It, was, it left you wanting more like that yeah, first one. Yeah, and we got that on Monday Night Raw. This one, yeah, this was this was the one we needed right here. I think what we need to do is, and I'm sure, like, if we indeed get this next week, I'm sure somebody from social media is going to mash this up, like one of these like content creators, and, and just add to it. But I think the final one, which is SmackDown, right before Mania, I think that's when we get some physicality between. We get the promo, 
and then we get the back and forth. And then what somebody's going to do on social media, like one of these content creators, they're going to take these all these clips and put the My Way theme from Limp Biscuit on it. And then we're going to see the back and forth, like the mashup between Roman and Cody. And they're going to, hey, who knows? Who's to say it can't be us? Maybe we'll do it. But right. <laughs> But we'll see we'll see the mashup of like Roman and Cody just going at it and like the just a build up to this match. But um I think we might get some physicality on Friday. I wouldn't hate it. I would save their physicality for WrestleMania, in my opinion. But if we do get it, I think it's fine because again, what more can they say on the microphone? And I think to get people maybe that much more excited when you see something like Cody hitting a Cody cutter on Roman or Roman hitting a spear on Cody or, or whatever. Um I wouldn't hate it. I was telling um I was telling Iridian from restaurants because we're all gonna watch Mania together. I was like, listen, when it comes to this match, I'm gonna be so, I'm gonna be supporting both guys here. You know, I'm a fan of Cody, yes. I'm a, a fan of Roman yeah. Reigns. So when it comes to Cody Rhodes, he comes out, I'm gonna be singing my heart away when it comes to Cody Rhodes theme, all right? But when Roman Reigns comes out, raising that one up for 15 minutes straight, baby. Listen. <laughs> I'm going to be full-blown Cody. I'll probably be wearing a shirt, a Cody shirt um, and stuff. I'll be full-blown Cody supporter, but uh, if Ro- <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna put up the ones. To <laughs> but if Roman Reigns win, he's going to take off his shirt. There's going to oh, be yeah, a Wii. Yeah, I'm going to have my, uh, my, my We The One shirt underneath. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to be, become the biggest heel in your section, 1,000%. Oh yeah. All right, let's... Uh, Let's get into some predictions real quick. Uh, I don't want to cover every single match, right? Listen, we're not going to cover the showcase matches. We're not going to cover the New Japan matches. Why not? <laughs> you don't want to break down how Braun Strowman and Ricochet can uh, prepare for a team like the Street uh, Street Profits? <sighs> yeah. You, uh, you, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who, who's to say that we don't get the, fi- the the turn between the Street Profits? Like, who's, who's, who's to say that we don't get the breakup at Mania? Who's to say? I don't know. Who knows? I'll probably be in the bathroom when it does happen, anyway. So, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's start with let's start with the triple threat match for the IC Championship. Th- this match is gonna be a banger. Okay, you got Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. Part of me feels like Gunther's gonna retain, but the other part of me feels like Sheamus might win it and pin Drew to win the title. I could definitely see that. I mean, either way, I don't really think you could lose in this situation. I don't really care who wins, to be honest. I had Sheamus has never won the IC title before. I can't believe that's a real stat. Yep. Uh, they said it so many times on SmackDown. I had to look it up because I was so sure that he, this guy's won every title. Now he's won the United story. States title a couple times, the world, yeah. WWE. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So, <laughs> listen, if they give it to Sheamus, I wouldn't be shocked because of that reason alone. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, think Gunther is going to retain here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if... Sheamus or Drew win, they they pin each other. Maybe that's why the uh, the triple threat step is in there, so nobody pins Gunther. Um, but I don't know. But I, I think I'm, I'm going to go. If I'm putting money on the line, it's going to be Gunther. Brock Lesnar, Nomas. The match everybody's been waiting for. God, she's forgot about this one already. I mean, yeah, it I mean, is a I'm forgettable just... match. I can't believe Brock. You know what? I, I just got to say this, bro. Especially what we're starting to hear. Like, it seems like the Bray and Bobby is not even a thing anymore. Couldn't we just get another Bobby and Brock match at Mania? Like, I know. I oh, know. my know. God, That's bro. where we were headed, especially the, the Fugazi finish at uh, the Elimination Chamber. Thought we were for sure getting the final showdown between these two. And then they changed everything just for Bray to not even be here. And now you leave Bobby in limbo. And I just feel so bad for Bobby Lashley. I, I hope they still have something for him to do on the card. Because, yeah, whether you were interested in that match against Bray Wyatt or not, it's like, this dude was going to be on the WrestleMania card, and now he doesn't know if he's going to be because of whatever the hell is going on with Bray Wyatt. So it really is a shame. 
But going back to this, I don't know what to expect in this. It's going to be a car crash. I You're not going to be able to take your eyes off of it, that's for sure. Uh, Brock Lesnar obviously going over here, but uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't intrigued to see how this match plays out. And I, I think anybody who says they're not interested in this is lying to themselves because you are. You want to see whether it's going to be good or whether it's going to be just a train wreck. Um, so, one way or another, there's going to be eyes on this. I'm expecting a train wreck. Yeah. I'm yeah, expecting, sure. but I am expecting a big F5. That's what I'm expecting also. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> yeah, we'll see how that plays out. All right. Uh, Edge and Finn Balor held the cell. Finn Balor has to go over here. Edge does not need to win this. Um, I mean,. I, who knows? Maybe some people can make an argument that Edge does take the win, but I just feel like Finn Balor needs to win more, man. I feel like Finn Balor does need to win more for sure. I don't know why. I just feel like Edge is going to go over here. Just the there's just the way, just the way they put baby faces over like that, um, in big time matches like especially at WrestleMania like this. Hell in a Cell is Edge's match. I just feel like Edge is going over here. I, I do think he should put over Finn, but he did put over Finn already. Um, so I think Edge probably gets his win back. We'll see. Uh, the women's uh, six six person tag: Damage Control versus Trish, Lita, Becky Lynch. Um, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go with Damage Control. I think they I think they pick up the win. I think. Listen, I love Trish, I love Lita, and I love Becky Lynch. And I'm not saying I don't love Damage Control, but. Yo, give damage control something here. You guys have nothing with them. They're supposed yeah. to be a stable. And you don't you haven't given them a credible win at all. Bailey in every match she had with Bianca, she lost. They lost to war games. They lost the tag titles. Give them something here. Give them the mania win. I mean, if I'm booking it. Bailey is pinning Trish Stratus or yes. Lita, and that would be huge for her if I'm booking it. I don't see it going down that way, though. I think damage control is going to continue to be damaged, um, and they're going to take the L here to Becky Lynch and Lita and Trish, um, especially they're the, they're the women's tag champs, too. I just don't see them taking the L here at Mania, even though, like I said, if I'm booking it, I'm booking Bailey to get a big win over them. She definitely needs something. Um but I just don't see it. Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. Another match that has all the potential to steal the weekend, okay? I know a lot of people can't stand Logan Paul. But one thing that you can't even argue is say that this guy isn't great in the ring. Because he really is. He's a complete natural. Regardless of how you feel about him. I'm going with my guy Seth. Seth's picking up the win. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that Seth is going over here. Um, but yeah, I expect this match to, to steal the show. I think it's on Saturday night that they unofficially announced. I think, I know Logan yep. Paul keeps talking about on April 1st, it's his birthday or whatever. Um, they have potential to steal that show, um, on that night. So yeah, I, I expect this match to be, I, I, you know, I guess we're throwing this word around here. So frequent now, even on WWE programming, I expect it to be a banger for sure. Okay. Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Another match that should be really, really good. I really haven't been enjoying the build um, that much. There is no build. There's no story. Yeah. There's nothing. I really haven't been enjoying the build, but I do think the match is going to deliver 1,000%. And listen, I would like Asuka to win, but 
I think Bianca's going to retain and she's going to continue really? going on the streak, man. Really? No, nah, I think uh, I think she's I think she's, she's going to make a streak of her own. I mean, hey, I don't hate it because uh, Bianca is fantastic, and I know a lot of people are probably getting sick of her. I know there was complaints of uh, her being a Super Cena-esque type, you know, where she just wins matches, doesn't really put anybody over, does a couple of moves and wins matches here and there. I love Bianca Belair. I, I think do she's too. a freak athlete. I think she's one of the best in the women's division right now. Um, her booking has been terrible, but that's not on her. I... Hey, if she retains, I'm fine with that. But I just think uh, a new champ in Asuka is needed on Raw because of, again, just how long this reign has gone. And I just feel like people aren't invested as they should be. And again, that's on WWE and the creative, not really on Bianca. So, mm -hmm. uh, But I think Asuka um, is going to win the belt here. Okay. You mentioned Cena. John Cena and Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Listen, in a perfect world, okay? Perfect world. John Cena wins the title. He does an open challenge at Monday Night Raw. Jay White comes out, beats John Cena for the United States title, and we're off to the races. That's what would happen in the perfect world. I don't see that happening, though. I think Austin, Austin Theory will retain, but with this win, okay, Austin Theory, and also with the creative that's given to him as well, they have to continue pushing this forward because... I thought I think the en the new entrance is dope. I think that's a that's a plus for Austin Theory, but he also has to make the audience believe. Whether that's a heel or a face, okay? You got nothing if you don't make the audience believe. All right? And I still feel like we're in a weird gray area where people still don't give a shit about Austin Theory. This this match is either going to make make him or break him. You know, it's funny. I thought for sure there was a sure thing that Austin Theory is going over here and you would think that, right? <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, I could definitely see John Cena going over him and, like, humbling him in a way, you know? I could see them going in that direction. Um, my gut says Austin Theory is going to go over here, but I don't think it's out of the question of John Cena going over, as crazy as that may sound. Well, listen, if I John agree. Cena wins, uh, big pop for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Man, I'm just happy to see John Cena at a big-time WrestleMania match again. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be awesome. Yeah. I love how it's the first match on the card, too, because I feel like Cena's becoming Brock Lesnar. Where he wants to get in there, he wants to get the hell out. So I think they put that match on first, and he takes a flight out to go wherever he's going. Uh, maybe he's got to go do something in Hollywood. Who the hell knows? Um, that too, and you know what? Listen, this match has all the potential to set the tone also. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I, maybe that's the case. Maybe John Cena is sticking around the whole weekend. I don't know. Because um, I don't think he's I, ever he's he's never opened up Mania, has he? No, I don't think so. There that's you go. So there might be a, You know what? I think also John Cena too, because he, regardless how you feel about Cena and his wrestling technique, etc. He's all he also loves challenges too. This yeah. might be something that he wants to do. He's like, you know what? I've never done Maybe. this before. Let me let me Maybe. let me let me set the tone for Mania. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm excited for it. I think this match is gonna deliver hundred percent. Um and yeah oh actually you know what? No. I my prediction's all wrong. I forgot the matches for the United States title. So Cena's not gonna go over. It's gonna have to be Austin Theory. Oh, who knows, sure. man? Maybe, maybe Jay what makes his Jay White makes his debut. Unless your up. theory is spot on, which I would love. I, but, uh, I would love that too, but I don't think it's happening. I don't see John Cena really. I, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Hey, all right. Um, Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. It's officially announced. I think Rey needs to go over here because just how this story is being being told. Right now. That does not mean that we're not going to get another 
match or series of matches going forward. All right, where we could get to what you were saying, like, you know, retirement match or like a mask versus something. Who knows? Maybe mask versus hair, something like that. We could get that too. Um, that's where I think this, how this story is going to continue, but I don't think this is going to be the final chapter of Ray and Dominic. So I see Ray going over. I agree. I think Ray's going to go over and simply just because Dominic, not that he's not ready, but I mean, he's not ready to go over his dad and, and get this insane push, you know, like just getting this match is going to help Dom. Um, you know, but I think he, I just can't see, especially on Ray's hall of fame weekend. It just doesn't seem right for Mm -hmm. him to, it just doesn't seem the right time for him to put over his son. I think, like you said, there's going to be more to this, whether it happens at a future WrestleMania or like, you know, SummerSlam or whatever. Yeah. yeah, when Ray's ready to retire, I think that's when he's going to put over his son officially and pass the torch to him. It's not that time now. I think Ray's going to go over here, simply put. All right, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, you have Charlotte Flair defending against Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's taking this. There's no, there's no other yeah. way. Yeah, 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 for sure, 100%. I mean, this build has been pretty awful as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is Rhea's time. This is She's going to win this belt, and I think she's going to do a Bianca Belair type of uh, run here where she's going to hold the belt for the next year or even beyond because, let's be honest, she's one of the best in this women's division as well. Um, and she's going to go over to the SmackDown side, which I think is interesting too. Um, so I wonder if Judgment Day moves forward on SmackDown. Um, but, yeah. You would think that that would happen. Is, you would think. I mean, I, that just makes sense. Um, especially with Ray there and Dom. If that story is going to continue, it only makes sense. So, yeah, I think Rhea is going to go over. I think this match is going to be good. I really do. Um, you know, whether they put this match in the main event spot or not, it's going to piss off a lot of people if they do. Um, but either way, it's going to deliver, I think. But we've seen Rhea and Charlotte before. Um, and I think two, both women have a lot they want to prove here. So. So you got the Usos defending the tag team championships against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think KO and Sami are going to go over, but I do want to... Maybe I'm the only one that felt this way, but I do want to ask you if you picked up on what I picked up. This past week on Friday, right, in the main event segment, we got this KO segment, okay? The KO show with Sami and KO, where pretty much they, they have a back and forth and then KO gives them a new shirt, right? Did by any chance, maybe it's just me. Maybe I read it wrong. But did you feel Kale was a little bit condescending towards Sammy? Especially with like with the whole like, oh, you want a separate entrance is, you know, because you're, you know, you're you're a big deal. You're Sammy Zayn. And, you know, it's not about Kevin Owens. It's not about KO Mania. It's about WrestleZania. Did you feel like the tone of Kevin Owens was a little bit condescending? Yeah, I did in terms of when he was joking. I thought he was just joking around. Right, 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 right. I really right. haven't thought anything okay. uh, forward. Well, okay. I think he's the possibility he might No, turn. no, no. I, I felt that way at first, but then when the Usos attacked him and then KO was checking up on Sammy or whatever, I, I didn't feel that way anymore. But, like, just, like, the first couple of minutes of that segment, I did feel like KO was being a little bit condescending. But maybe I just read it wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely did for sure. I just didn't read too much into it. Um but I mean, yeah. Hey, listen. You're look. You're reading into the little details. That means it's whatever they're doing is working, whether they meant to do it that way or not. Right. It May- means you're paying attention to every little nuance. Maybe know? they're also doing it just to throw like a little curveball out there, also where it's like, okay, maybe Ko and Sammy aren't necessarily okay 
or maybe that tight as a unit like the Usos are. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they did that right. purposely to make like the the viewer kind of question like, oh, maybe KO and Sammy aren't all that great. Maybe they did that on purpose, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a good it's a good thing to point out. I mean, um, I think Kevin and Sammy are going to go over. Yeah, me too. They have to go over. They have I mean, to. I mean, it's, and it's, it's going to no be a great like, moment too for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, on WrestleMania too, they had that match at WrestleMania 37 against each other. I mean, they've done it all mm-hmm. with each other in their careers, not mm-hmm. even just in WWE. It's pretty crazy. And now they're going to win the tag belts with each other at WrestleMania. Hope it's in the main event spot. It would just be an unbelievable moment. It's going to be regardless of yeah. where it is. But if it's in the middle of the show, it just kind of feels weird. So how do you be, even, yeah. how do you follow up anything? You know, after that, you know, it's just going to be impossible. So um, they deserve the main event spot. It's going to be. A freaking banger of a match i mean it's gonna be so good i can't wait for it. one thousand percent i can't wait for it too and it's 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 the best story in wrestling the whole bloodline story is the best story in wrestling for sure main event nine two roman reigns defending the undisputed universal heavyweight championship against cody rhodes first of all this match is gonna be great okay my heart says cody my heart says cody Cody's gonna take it, and this 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 has to be Cody's moment, right? But they're like I told you two weeks ago or a couple weeks ago. There's a little part of me that feels like Roman's gonna retain. I'm gonna say Cody, but if Roman retains, I ain't gonna be mad about it. I'll, I'll be happy too. I'll be happy for my guy Roman. But I, I'm going Cody. Cody's gonna win it. Cody's gonna take it. Yeah, that's that's exactly my my exact thoughts as well. I mean, listen, I'm going for Cody. I hope it's Cody. I want to see that moment. I think. I think it's time mm-hmm. to take the belt off of Reigns. I really do. Um, I know, you know, he hasn't hit a thousand days yet. And if he retains, it's like, great. I, I'm, I'll be fine with it too because he, he's been that damn good. But I think in order to tell the next part of the story with the bloodline, with Jey Uso, uh, Cody needs to win here. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a given. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I think in, what was it? Maybe last week or two weeks ago, we talked about it. And you, you mentioned like, what if Roman, um, does win and i thought you know yeah i don't think it's for sure like a, a sure thing that cody's going over now after what he heard on monday the foreshadowing of you know the, the bloodline you know just going down one by one by one i just i'm convinced now 100 it's gonna be cody he's so over i just saw that he's one of the top merchandise sellers he's on john cena levels of merchandise selling i mean how do you not put the belt on yeah. this guy right yeah. how is this how is this not the guy you have not had the guy on your roster it's pretty crazy to think that when roman reigns won this belt back in 2020 cody rhodes was still doing his thing in aew and who would have ever thought that this reign would be going as far as it has and who would have thought that cody rhodes a guy from aew was going to be the guy to beat roman reigns but that's just how it had to be because there was nobody and there still is nobody on this current roster outside of cody rhodes that i can see defeating roman reigns because he has beaten everybody everybody and cody is just the perfect guy to dethrone him and listen it's it's gotta happen. I, I'm I'm 100 convinced that it's gotta happen. You know what's so interesting too, <clears throat> with everything you just said is like, even like the WrestleMania graphic, Cody Rhodes yeah. and Roman Reigns. Just look at how surreal is that? It's, every time he still comes out, and I said this to my buddies in a group chat the other day uh, when he came out of Raw, I said, does anybody else still get like a surreal feeling when Cody Rhodes comes out on WWE programming? 
I know it's been over a year now. Well, no, it hasn't. It's, it's be, it it'll be, be a year, year this week. Yep. I know it's been a while now, but like, it's still surreal to me that he's in WWE. Like, it's freaking. And nuts. the presentation has not changed at all. It's the, no, he's same, the same freaking guy. Same theme, same look, same graphic, everything. Every everything is what we got from AEW. And ultimately, it just comes down to this, right? And maybe you'll understand what I mean by this. When you look at his AEW run, ultimately, Cody Rhodes was just a little bit too WWE for AEW. But for WWE, Cody Rhodes is enough AEW to be in the WWE. Do you like get what that. I'm saying? That yeah, yeah. When no, I say that, hundred percent, hundred percent. It just, it just, you know, when when everything just comes together, it this Cody Rhodes story just feels perfect. And then ultimately, when years from now, when Cody retires, he's gonna go down in history as one of the best to ever do it because, yeah, you know, I know. Seth Rollins says he's like a revolutionary, right? And Seth, Seth Rollins is. But when you're talking about revolutionary, that's Cody Rhodes. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And he keeps talking. He always talks about in his promos how he moves the goalpost forward every time. I mean, you know, yeah. He, he continues to change the game in every single way. And it's so funny to think about the guy who was Stardust and who left WWE years ago, um, you know, to go out and reinvent himself. I mean, he even said never in his wildest dreams did he think he was going to end up this way. And who could have ever predicted that? Now he's main eventing WrestleMania. Like this guy, they actually showed um, a clip on, I think, the WWE Instagram of Cody Rhodes' first ever WrestleMania. And it was WrestleMania 26, uh, that triple threat match uh, with the Legacy. Yep. Him, Ted DiBiase Jr. and Mm -hmm. uh, Randy Orton. And now, all these years later, now he's main eventing WrestleMania. Dude, what a crazy roller coaster ride, man. Um, it's got to end with him winning the belt here. Like I said, there's no perfect time. You can't hold this off until SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Don't give me Cody and Roman. I mean, if you want to give me Cody and Roman too at SummerSlam, that's fine. But have Cody be the champion because you can't crown Cody at any other event besides this. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is too perfect. Listen, the only knock this this match has, and it's not even it has nothing to do with the performers in the actual match, is the fact that... You know, WWE shot themselves in the foot by not taking one of the titles, the world title, off of Roman. Because then we would have had two championship matches, right. you know, for both Raw and SmackDown. You know, that's the right. only knock this scenario has. But besides this, it's just like, what a fucking story for Cody Rhodes. And then also, Roman, too, for building himself as the ultimate boss, like in the ultimate boss, the final boss, like in a video game. That's the type of status that Roman Reigns is on. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the rumors of Roman Reigns taking some time off after WrestleMania, like a couple of months, maybe not coming back until SummerSlam in August. If that's the case, and that's true, I mean, obviously he can't be the champion if that's the case. And I think Roman probably at this point, I mean, he, we see less and less of Roman Reigns on WWE programming as it is oh, yeah. for the past few months. I think he's probably ready to to be like, here, listen, give this, to, give it to Cody, let him be the guy. I need a... I need a rest. I need some time off. And uh, he deserves so I, it. I think he could probably even advocate. I think he might be even advocating for Cody mm-hmm. to be the guy himself. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a lock. I think at this point that Cody's going over here and uh, 
man, the reign of Cody Rhodes. I'm so excited to see that moving forward. Also, it adds a, a different layer to what's going to be the future of the bloodline. If he indeed takes a break, he comes back at SummerSlam. Who knows? Who's to say that we don't get Roman and Cody too at SummerSlam? That's right, another right. blockbuster match. Okay, we get that. And he fails to regain those titles or title, depending on what's the title situation there. <laughs> and then you continue telling the story of the bloodline. All right. The self-destruction of the bloodline. Yeah. Like I said, this is what needs to happen. Cody needs to beat Roman in order for that to start happening. And I think, you know, Cody wins. We don't see Roman for a while. Roman comes back, and then whether it's the, the feud with Jay or if it's another match with Cody, I think that takes this story to the next level. So, But like I said, for in order that to happen, Roman needs to lose these belts. So it's got to happen. You, what's so? How crazy is it? And we'll just end it on this because I know you got to go. We're gonna we're about to wrap up. How crazy is this that, you know, we're living in the possible world that Cody could get the world title, right? He ends up getting the world title. Let's say if he does, right? And then just fast forward all these months later, you know, he mains of it all these different pay per views, and then fast forward to Survivor Series War Games. Who's to say that he's not leading a group into War Games? A match that he brought back in AEW and couldn't be in. Right, dude. I know. How poetic, man. Wow. <laughs> dude, unbelievable. Un unreal. I know. It's crazy. It's, it's, dude, everything is just so surreal because you just never thought. We never thought Cody would ever go back to WWE. Ever. Especially after smashing the throne and starting his own company. You thought, oh, he's in AEW now forever. And just all these little things. Like, yeah, you get him winning the world title at WrestleMania. You get. The mention of war games, man. It's like, yeah. A match that the didn't The pandemic took that away from us. The elite right. blood and guts, you know, where Cody was going to perform in it. Right. And I think it's it worked out a certain way, man. Like, Dusty's up there, and he's he's making things work his own way. Where it's like, no, I wanted my son to be in a, his first war games match back in WWE. With back the home. war games banner, not blood and guts. With, with blood and, yeah, right, right. Wow, wow, man. Oh, man, I'm just getting chills just thinking about all this shit. Oh, yeah, man. it's going to be great. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be a, 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 a fantastic WrestleMania. I, I could tell. I could tell. I can't wait. All right. That's it, dude. Um, Dude, have fun at Mania, bro. Have fun Thank in you. LA, Thank dude. You. I know you're going to have a blast, bro. Keep in touch. Send me shit. You know, post shit on Twitter. I want to see it all, bro. But just yeah, have a fan. you some stuff. Yeah. Uh, have fun in Chicago. Too. Oh, I will, man. Too, and I will, Watching bro. all the shows. Yeah, it's a big weekend for... I mean, all, both of us, but all, all, every wrestling fan too. Whether you're even you're in Los Angeles or you're elsewhere, it's still going to be a, a, a great weekend to be a fan because there's so much to watch. There's going to be so much to, mm -hmm. to see, and uh, yeah, man, it's, let's celebrate wrestling. This is the best weekend of the year. I oh, one thousand percent, especially all across the board with all these different promotions that are piggybacking right. off of WrestleMania. Listen, we're going to get Joey Janelle and Koto Ibushi at Spring Break. Right, like, right. dude, even if you're one of those people that doesn't even care about WrestleMania or the WWE, and you, I mean, there's so much other stuff happening, like mm -hmm. you said. Joey Janela and Kota Ibushi. What? <laughs> what world are we living in here? Like, there's so much crazy shit going on. All these indie shows, Ring of Honor, all this, all this fun stuff. So, yeah, can't wait, bro. Can't wait. Well, uh, any plugs in? Any plugs? Any anything you want to say before we wrap up, dude? Yeah, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Um, you know, I tend to, you know, um, be a little backed up when I get on these weekends. You know, I don't really like go on social media too much and like post too much shit of like pictures and stuff, especially at the shows. I tend to maybe do that like afterwards. So I'll try and keep up the best I can on Twitter by uh, posting stuff. So definitely give it a follow at Lucha Outsiders. And then I'll probably send you some stuff as well to post on the, uh, the Lucha 
you know, pages and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, no, just like I said, follow on all social media platforms. You're definitely going to want to, and especially the stuff you're going to be posting too at C2E2, I'm sure. Yep. So, yep. All right. Uh, you can follow me at rated R since 87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also subscribe to our YouTube page. Um, we're revamping it. We're little by little. It's a, it's a, it's a progress people. We're going to be updating that. So, uh, definitely give us a, uh, Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube. If you missed anything or everything on today's episode, make sure to download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, if you want to be fancy. Apple Podcasts. Tune in. LaMescalapLosRadio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. For the old man Leo that's not here, like always, for our Double Ryan Radar, I am yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep it Radar and stay too sweet. Enjoy WrestleMania. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hm